Need some help acing your upcoming dental school interview? Dental School Acceptance Day in December is fast approaching, and our seats for mock interviews are filling up fast. Be prepared for all interview styles to ensure you crush your interview no matter where you may be going. Be sure to secure your mock dental school interview slot by visiting our website at onemissiondmd.com, where you will also find student testimonials. Best of luck to people applying this cycle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Mission DMD podcast series. In today's video, we'll be sitting down with my good friend, Austin Wessling. We'll be kind of getting an idea as to how his pre-dental journey panned out and how he eventually got into dental school. Austin, welcome to the channel and thanks for being here, man. Hey, thank you so much, Tehan, man. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share my story with the pre-dents who you know may it may help them may support them in their journey into getting to dental school right you know after i heard your story myself i really felt like a lot of people could benefit from it so i thought what better way to you know just share your story from what you told me i know you said you applied to dental school five times is that right yeah that's accurate my man that was a very humbling time you know for me but you know, you have to keep pushing through for sure. Right. You know, and I'm sure it takes like a certain level of focus and like dedication to apply five times because it's not an easy task to do even applying once. Right. Definitely, man. And, and as you and I already know, like just even applying once, how much courage, how much persistence, how much belief it takes to even just put yourself out there, go through all the hoops, go through all the ad SAS, you know, application process letter of recommendations, you name it, the whole gamut. It's, 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 it kind of weighs heavy on your soul, but at the end of the day, you, you'd hope to see the reward in the end. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, man, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, like uh, where you are in dental school right now, and just where you're from. Well, first of all, I want to just give you a shout-out and give you a plug-in. You know, definitely you guys <laughs> subscribe uh, to Teham's uh, channel, man. He's producing all great footage, you know, information, answering any of your questions you may have, Lord, uh, just to get you, uh, be able to get into dental school. Uh, so definitely major props to my boy here, Tayam. And again, thank you, man. It's a privilege and an honor and a great opportunity, man. So thank you for giving uh, me this platform. I really appreciate that. And yeah, you heard it from our boy, Austin. Subscribe and like this video for future content if you really like what's going on over here. No worries. So yeah, let, let's get into it, man. So pretty much, uh, Believe it or not, I'm 35 years old. You don't um, look it, I, I promise you. Uh, I tell you, man, it's that, it's that water that I'll be drinking, but I, <laughs> that's a secret. That's a different topic for, you know, for another segment on your channel. Uh, but on the real, though, like I was born and raised in Guam for about 20 years of my life. Um, I identify, uh, you know, culturally as a Pacific Islander, even though uh, I am, uh, you know, product of a biracial marriage. My dad's white. And my mom is a Japanese uh, Chamorro, which is the indigenous people of Guam. Um, and it's also the language that we also speak as well. So are you fluent in it by any chance? I am not. It's very, it's very uh, disappointing. Uh, my ancestors are rolling in their graves right now. But <laughs> I, I, I know I know some. Um, but yeah, again, we'll get into that. Yeah. Hey, awesome. Tell us about your pre-dental journey. And kind of like what got you into thinking about dentistry and then ultimately like all those times you applied like how did it all pan out for you 
giving you the condensed version, uh, there was many things that I wanted to, to become in life. There's many things that I wanted out of life. I mean, growing up in Guam again for the first 20 years of your life, that's all you've ever known. You've only known kind of that bubble. And it's almost similar to like a small town, like a small town feel in a way where, you know, sometimes people just stay you know, where you were raised, your, your hometown, all the days of their life. But for me, it's kind of a cliche of a big fish in a small pond. Uh, I just felt there was more to life than what was beyond the horizon. And, uh, you know, for me, I had big hopes, big dreams. And so there was many things I was thinking about. I initially thought I wanted to be uh, a sports writer. And then uh, physical therapy was something I also was considering. But I remember my family dentist, Dr. Tim Brady, uh, just growing up, he would always just kind of do these little planting the seed, kind of like uh, putting in like that, that dental idea in my mind. And I mean, growing up too, my, my teeth weren't the straightest. Um, but even as I talk, I've trained myself so much that I don't really show my top teeth, right? My maxillary teeth, just because I was always self-conscious. Um, and my brother, I love him. He's like, he's my boy. He's like one of my best friends, but he would give me such a hard time growing up. You know how big brothers are, man. I mean, Tejon. Oh yeah. I'm one of them. So I know. Big brother, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I probably should talk to Sarib about that. But, uh, but you know, it was something that I, I, you know, I just didn't really disclose it to a lot of people, but it's something always in the back of my mind, like in pictures, um, I didn't really smile that much. And that, that was very, uh, self restraining, constraining, um, and I didn't want to live life like that anymore. So when, when you see my upper teeth, you know, I smile, I laugh, and you'll see it. Like, you know, it, there's, a, there's a slight misalignment, and, and it's okay, you know. But it took me a long time to get there. So that was the impetus in coupled with Dr. Tim Brady encouraging me to right. pursue dentistry. And uh, long story short, again, man, I, I think I was a privilege to go to private school my whole life. Uh, but I think I squandered uh, that opportunity to an extent. Um, I was very much of like kind of a class clown, very much uh, thrived in sports. But academically, I was like a B student. I didn't really um, dive too much into my studies as I'd like to, uh, reflecting back on that now. Uh, and many teachers didn't really believe that I could actually even become a doctor. It was all about like, Austin, you, you deserve to just kind of be out there, you know, in public, maybe a motivational speaker, a communicator, but you can never be in a cubicle. You can never be in an office. And I'll never forget that. That always stuck with me. And I didn't really understand. I just really felt, again, just kind of like that, that was kind of a discouraging for me, you know, that I had to figure that out. And it wasn't until I left Guam that I had to really find my independence, uh, be self-sustainable, and kind of grow into the person that I am today. It takes stuff like that for somebody to tell us something which we don't like for us to think about it. And when we think about it, how we like interpret it is what inevitably like leads us to do what we do. You know, like you just gotta do things to not prove them wrong, but to prove to yourself, is that actually true? Is what they're saying true, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you got to find that out. You got to investigate that for yourself. And for me, and, and one encouragement I would, I would send out to all your listeners, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, people, there, you will meet a lot of people who do not believe in you, who won't believe in you. And for whatever reason, they only see you know, a glimpse of, of who you are. And that may not always be accurate. They not may always be clear. 
You know, uh, some people can, it's up for interpretation. It's very subjective views. But the thing is, I encourage you, you got to believe in yourself. You got to dig deep down inside, even if it takes time, you know, to be able to go through those battles, go through those adversities. But I would tell you, embrace them because it's through that struggle. You really learn a lot about yourself and even how to even mature into the person of what you envision yourself to be. And that's something that I did. It's awesome, bro. You know, you just got to grow in the process. So, um, so let's, let's kind of go into the applications for you. So like the first time you applied, I'm assuming it was sometime after undergrad, like, um, what, did you consider like not applying again? Or did you have like a certain number you had in your mind that if it's, it's going to take this many applications and right. I can't just look into something else, like what kind of mindset were you in? Man, I had a, I had a all in type of mindset. Um, I always told myself each and every day when I did so many odd jobs, uh, all throughout undergrad and even after undergrad, I remember working, you know, two, sometimes three, three part-time jobs, uh, no insurance, none of that stuff, you know, under my belt really. So I had to, through scholarships and through working. And then, uh, my parents were always supportive of, of my education and always providing me with any type of money or financial support that I needed. But deep down inside, I'm an abled body. I'm someone who can can wake up and, and be disciplined and ha- and develop my work ethic to be able to survive. You know, I, I lived away from Guam, from my home for about 15 years. And um, that's that t- I learned a lot of life lessons. And so for me, I just felt that um, when you when you really think about it, I told myself each and every day, no matter the cost, and no matter how long it takes me to get into dental school, I will find a way. Well, that's literally the mentality you just have to have. And it, t- it takes a lot of, you know, level-headedness to, like, just keep yourself in check to just, you know, keep yourself at it. So um, that's awesome, bro. Um, but, yeah, it's I learned in the process because as, as we will um, definitely talk more about uh, after that first time applying – and that second time applying, that third time applying, like most people, most, <laughs> most sane people, and, and rightfully so, would stop, right? Because this stuff gets expensive, uh, depending on how, much, how many schools you decide to apply to. In my first time ap- applying, I think I applied to like 18 schools, right? And uh, I did not um, ask for my parents uh, for any type of financial support. Um, I put that on a credit card. I maxed out three to four credit cards uh, with like anywhere from like $2,500 to $5,000 um, credit line. Uh, and they all were, for the most part, 90% of that stuff was like dedicated to dental applications. So you can see the persistence and the motivation. And I learned in the process this beautiful word, and I love it. It's called grit, okay? If you, if you don't know or if your listeners don't know what grit is, Definitely look it up, but how I defined it, it's relentless pursuit and motivation coupled with realized passion, okay? So that goes back to no matter the cost, no matter how long it takes me, I'm going to get there. I'm going to find a way. And, you know, as we will talk more about, you know, I want to definitely share kind of the the paths that I I took to, to get where I'm at right now. Like a mantra, like, you know, you just, you got to whatever you want to do. Or whatever it takes to get to that goal of yours, you just have to perfect yourself in the process. And there's no other gauge or God you should look at but yourself in that in that situation. So you're absolutely right. 
Exactly. And yeah, and to those pre-dents that are out there, man, if you guys go to a college counselor, like that could be a good thing or that could be a discouraging oh, yeah. thing. And I want you to know my really quick story. It was a discouraging experience for me because uh, my non-science GPA grades were, was great. Um, I, I, I did really well at the University of Washington. Shout out to the Huskies. And, uh, but it was my science GPA. And I'll be candid with you. Um, my science GPA was a, was a 2.9. And my DAT score, you know, wasn't the greatest. I mean, it was, it was about average, like 16s, 17s. But I had sprinkled in other like 19s in there. But overall, DAT score was right around, yeah, 16 or 17. Right, so I want I want your viewers to know, much like my counselor, college counselor told me, they they don't know the process inside and out like how you and I would, uh, Tehom, and uh, you know, yes, dental school, much like medical school, is about numbers. Yes, that that is accurate, GPA and your DAT score, but just know that it's not the all be all. Okay, it's not something that you know if you have a low GPA or low DAT score. You know, that's it. Your, your, your hopes and dreams of becoming a dentist is over. I'm telling you no, because I have experienced it firsthand, personally, on a personal account, that that's not the case, man. You know, you need to, again, like I told you, I, I shared before, there will be people who will discourage you. People don't believe in you. But I, I always realize there's an analogy that goes like, if, you're, if you believe you're an eagle and you're, and you're meant to soar and fly, but if you surround yourself with turkeys who are flightless birds, they can't believe or see what you see, right? Even though deep down inside of you, that's your ability, that is your calling, that is your talent. Stop hanging out with turkeys, man. You got to be with those who believe in you, who can help you get there, and who've also walked the same path. So, you know, that's kind of like my biggest analogy to be able to share with other people. Put into context, man. You got to believe in yourself and go after it. No matter the time, no matter the cost, you go after it. If that's something you're passionate about, do it. You know, after having been through so much of that process, applying, having people say things that weren't really encouraging, stuff like that. You know, uh, I, I, I think you said you also ended up electing into choosing to do a master's in Midwestern. Is that right? Man, that's a great question. And so, again, part of the journey was that after the first time I applied and I got denied by all 18 schools, um, you can imagine you have to literally pick your heart up off the ground and being able to carry your butt with you <laughs> because it is kind of a butt whipping, you know, when you feel that, you know, and and easily insecurities and uh, fears and doubt, you know, especially if you have family expectations um, can set in and, and you can always really be hard on yourself. But I, I, I promise you, you got to be able to just take your licks and just take it day by day and go back to the drawing board, go back to what you envision for yourself and your goals. Okay. And then start from there again. It's very humbling, right? But after my first try, and even after my second try, I think I was like 12 schools that I applied to, got rejected. But rest assured, right, after that first, second, it was that third time that I was applying, I got accepted to a master's program, uh, Western uh, University of Health Sciences down in Pomona, California. I had to move to California to pursue this master's degree um, in hopes that after I'd completed it, uh, I would get into Western's dental program. Now, here was the monkey wrench 
where right when I thought, you know, things were going for me, you know, it seemed like a guarantee. Uh, academically, I struggled. Um, and I don't share with this with most people, but uh, just to be just honest, um, I was actually by the director of the curriculum of this master's program was saying that if I didn't score like a 90% on my biochem exam, that that would lead me to fail that course. Plus, I would have to be academically like, you know, let go. Oh, man. And she told me, she, if you do decide to just stop now, at least your record would still look good. You won't have an expulsion, expulsion of uh, academic uh, deficiencies or anything like that. So it was literally the hardest thing to hear because you worked so hard. You moved literally from one state to another to a practically new environment. Um, you're talking about Seattle, Washington, Pomona, California. Like we're talking night and day different. Um, and so it was another heart up, up, picking up off the floor uh, almost panicking, didn't know what to do, didn't get in uh, um, that that third attempt cycle. Um, so now I'm just like, great, now what am I going to do? So I, I had to withdraw. I withdrew from the master's program. It was very emotional because I, I, I stood up in front of my class of like, I think there was like 30, 35 of us. And it was literally after presentations and I was the last one and I had to tell everybody that I wasn't presenting on anything, but that I was letting them know that I was leaving. You know, and uh, it was tough. It was tough. So, but, you know, again, you have to keep going. You can't allow circumstances in life. And I want you guys to know this. Even that moment, as, as gut-wrenching and heartbreaking as it was, I reflect on it now. It's very temporary. So try not to get wrapped up in the temporary, like, don't don't be wrong, as human beings, like, yes, mourn a loss, definitely uh, embrace it and feel that, you know, but I really felt alive, even in the midst of the struggle, even amidst the adversity, that even I turned that negativity into positivity motivation to keep going. And then I applied for Midwestern uh, University here in, in Glendale, Arizona, got in and that was even harder than that master's program and i and i completed i got my master's um in biomedical sciences dude that that is so like deep and just i think anybody hearing this could like just benefit from that you know most people feel like if they don't do too hot in undergrad they're like you know master's is my last chance like i don't think anyone i've heard of from my like circles of you know people that did a master's that that had to you know withdraw from it and then think about you know you pretty much like you said you're starting at square one again like that's something i think so many people can benefit from because of the way you just kept your head leveled and focused on the goal you know and i and i think for those who may not be science majors in their undergrad or maybe are science majors but yet uh their gpa is not as strong it's okay to go to the master's route. 
really like dental schools see that dental schools want to see how you can turn maybe you partied in undergrad maybe you kind of like squandered your first three years or maybe your whole entire undergrad there's still hope man because they want to see how you rise above and persevere that's what dental schools see and you got to be honest with yourself right uh for me i needed that foundation I was weak, severely weak in the sciences, but the master's program definitely humbles you. It kicks your butt. But if you can make it through that, then you can make it through through dental school for sure. Because my D1 year, like academically, I, again, I was so uh, um, like uh, confident, not overly confident, but confident in myself but not like boastful in any way yeah. to the, but I wanted to help other people. Bro, I remember in head right? and neck 60. and musculoskeletal, you were the guy I'd always ask questions because you remembered everything Bro, from your master's, I, love that I remember. Stuff. I love it, I love that stuff for sure. It may require some of your listeners to move. Maybe there isn't a program like that in your state, like how it was for me, but if that's what it takes, and you gotta be honest with yourself, if this is what you wanna embark on, and you want to be what you've always envisioned to be, don't let uh, a new environment, uh, new opportunities uh, discourage you or make you feel that you can't do it because I promise you, you can. It's just something that with it's deep within you to be able to analyze and just say, you know what, uh, this, is what will, that's, this is what it would take, right, to help me get to my goal. I think in the last decade, the the outlook on what doing a master's meant has definitely changed the game like the like a decade ago people were like wait you're doing a master's to get into medical school dental school is that like even a thing like and it's so like it was so foreign but now it's so like understood and these programs are being made like every day specifically geared for pre-health professional pre-healthcare professionals so yeah, I just feel like, you know, it's changing and it's a good thing. Like, just the outlook on it. Well, Austin, you know, it ended up working out for you and I'm really happy that you're part of our class. I honestly think that, you know, people that end up do doing a master's program and end up completing it, they end up being probably one of the strongest students in dental school. Like, I can, I can totally tell you that. You know, I have a lot of respect for people that, you know, end up furthering their education to end up getting into their doctoral goal you know my my hat goes off to you bro thank you man i, I appreciate it again i received that it's humbling but at the same time it's so like like it's so rewarding in the end and that's that's the feeling you want because in the moment you know it just sometimes it's hard to see you know what's up ahead it's it, it's like you have blinders on it, it looks you know, they say what well, it's like, it's clear as mud, right? Like you can't really see what is just right around the corner, right? But when I look at it now, it's like, man, now I'm on the other side and how sweet it is. It's still hard work. It's still that grind that we have to go through. It's still that struggle. But that's what I'm telling you guys. You got to embrace that struggle to find out who you are and what you're made of. And even if you find out that, let's say you're not as strong as what you think you are, hey, you have something to build on right? And go back to your craft and just think and envision what is the type of person that I want? What do I want out of life? What do I want to become? What do I have to contribute to society with the time that I have, that I have you know, in this life? Well, going through all those struggles and everything that eventually got you in, what would you say is the biggest 
the biggest thing you took away from the experience? I will say this once, I'll say this twice, and I'll say it over and over again. Don't give up. Just don't. Don't quit. Just don't quit. See it through until all the way into the end, to the point where you can, again, look at yourself in the mirror and you said, you know what? We gave it everything we got. Like, that is the biggest don't that I would encourage your listeners. Like, if this is something you absolutely want to do and it's confirmed, you know, from whatever, whatever you believe in, whatever you've, you know, through your life experiences, uh, volunteering, working as an assistant, whatever it is, if it has confirmed this vision that you had in becoming a dentist, then you go and you stay that course and, and give into that, that, like, that mantra that I've been, I've been sharing, no matter the cost, And no matter how long it takes you, I get people's financial situations. Everyone's different. And I, and I, and I definitely, my heart goes out to those who only have maybe one or two tries because of the finances. I get that, man. And my heart goes out to you guys. But if there's some ways that you can, you know, maybe take a year or two years off to work it and build up that income again to go after it again, I would encourage you to do that because guys, I'm telling you right now, I am so, I am fulfilled. And it was because of that grit. Again, those two beautiful words that I love so much has got me to this point. Right. And so that to me is like the biggest don't, I mean, yes, the college counselor, if they tell you don't, but if you say you want to do it, then do it. Don't listen to them. But there are good college counselors too who give great advice. I don't think you could have said it any more like perfect and concise. Like honestly, that's the thing. You can't give up. And no matter what it is, like imagine how many people every year in undergrad are said, no, 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 no. You can't do it. No, you can't do it. You think you're going to get in with a GPA like that? No. Yeah. Don't look into something else. Like <laughs> yeah. that's essentially, that's what they're all saying. Like, they're not there's they're gonna sugarcoat and be like oh i would advise exploring other avenues or exploring this reconsidering your ambition that's just nice ways of saying you ain't gonna cut it that's literally what it is so i mean just think about it if those people even half of them don't listen to them and they still do what they want and they really work hard at it and they get more serious about it more than half of the people will get in i think if they really apply themselves i'm not saying anyone that just bs's their undergrad and then just like nonchalantly just goes through the masters like oh hey i got a masters i'm not saying you're gonna get in i'm saying if you actually apply yourself you will guys i'm in dental school right now and the asdo is a is a tremendously great program and their scores are pretty high but it was because I also had a master's, a master's degree that is something that they like to see that. So if you, if you have a low GPA, be honest with yourself. You know, those very high, highly competitive dental schools, like maybe like UCSF or, you know, uh, a Penn, um, Columbia, you know, not to discourage you to say, like, don't think about that. I'm just saying, if you find yourself in the same boat as me, maybe you might want to try applying and seeing what their uh, response is going to be. But if you do get rejected, don't worry about that. Find schools that will definitely see you as a person, see the body of work that you have put in, and you want that relationship. You want to be a part of that school because, guys, I'm super I'm super happy at ASDO. And it's super competitive here. And But the thing is, they support you. They want to see you succeed. Um, so I'm just... 
you know, Tehama and I are, are doing well for ourselves, you know, in dental school. And so that's just one thing I definitely want you guys to keep in mind for sure. And one last thing, Tehama, as you guys are looking at those GPA and that DAT, and you see an average, just really be sure. If you see like a 3.5 or 3.6, just know there's, there's students that they accepted that was above that students that were right in that in at that gpa average and there's people below that so i don't want you guys to think like oh you know that dental school's gpa average is low so there that must mean that their curriculum is not as good i would say no dental schools they're you know from what i know they're all credited by the ada right and so for me at the end of the day and i'll just be candid with you some to an extent it's all about the reputation if you look at these long-standing dental institutions how long have they been around they've been around in comparison to private institutions that have only been around for 5 10 15 years right their gpa may be slightly less because they want to be able to pick from this ginormous you know dental application pool obviously they're looking for the best but at the same time it's like they want to pick also quality uh, dental students, pre-dent students. But remember, Columbia only has so many spots. You know, UCSF only has so many spots. Penn only has only so many spots. But at the same time, there's so many, there's so many uh, intelligent, hardworking pre-dents that are out there. But just because a dental institution has a lower GPA than some of these other more reputable ones, doesn't mean that their curriculum is not as, you know, superior. Okay, so keep that, you guys keep that in mind. Just to touch on what Austin just spoke about, he said, make sure you pick the schools that you think, you know, are going to be worth your while. And I don't think there's any better tool out there than the DIA official guide to dental school right here. Um, literally, that book is gold. You know, people that apply to dental school without looking at the statistics of how many students do they take in out of state versus in-state, such an important thing to know. Things like that. What are the stats they get admitted in with the GPA and DAT? Like that's something you really need to self-evaluate yourself and just, you know, pick and choose the schools that, you know, are going to be worth your time. So that's something really good you just mentioned. Appreciate that. I'm and I'm looking at the book right now. Like, yeah, you know, that's the most important. People look at the average, but they forget the range. They forget the range. Like, the range. Yeah, the range, range literally tells you like for ASDO right here, it says that the academic average range was 17 to a 22. And to your other point, you mentioned, oh, then their stats for the school are just terrible. But guess what? ASDO's D3 class right now just scored one of the highest board rates they've ever had. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, like the school has just been, you know, so supportive and just been on its way up with what it is. And, you know, people know about ASDO. 10 years ago, people were like, what's ASDO? But like people know about it now. Like they're like, they know what the school's about, the community uh, orientation and everything about that, you know? So I'm I'm glad I'm part of this school. I'm glad you're a part of our class. Heck yeah, and man. And thank you so much for being a part of this episode and sitting down with us, sharing your story. For and sure. I really thank hope people me. were able to, yeah, no, thank you, bro. You really, I've, we, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Like, you know, I, I personally wanted to make this channel when i started dental school but guess what i didn't because i wanted to know if i could even get through it <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah nah alhamdulillah like you know like just i i wanted to see myself finish the first semester 
And I honestly made this channel during quarantine. Once we went back home and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm just, yeah, I'm man. just, yeah, man. I, I, I just want to help people out there. And I just, I just love videos. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I'm glad I'm doing this. And I'm glad uh, there's people out there like you willing to share their stories. And I really appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much. And feelings mutual. I appreciate you, man. And, and again, you guys subscribe to Tam's channel. He produces such great footage and there's more to come. So you guys, please stay tuned and, and please hit the like button. This is my boy. This is my dude, Tehom. I love you, man. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. I love you too, man. I will see you on Monday and soon. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, take man. care. Peace out, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Be sure to check out our prior episodes in our segments termed PDS, Pursuing Dental School, CDS, Current Dental Students, LFD, Learn from Dentists, and TRW, The Real World. Thank you so much. Catch you on the next one. Peace.